Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 35. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff, and happy Thanksgiving. There's much to be thankful about. But before we get to that, there's also much to be angry about. There's always, unfortunately, much to be angry about. And if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. It struck me one yesterday when you put up on the screen Ambassador Sondland's emails and who was on these emails, and he said, these are the people who need to know that he was absolutely right, because he was being involved in a domestic political errand. And we were being involved in national security foreign policy, and those two things had just diverged. So he was correct, and I had not put my finger on that at the moment, but I was irritated with him and angry with him that he wasn't fully coordinating. And I did say to him, Ambassador Sondland, Gordon, I think this is all going to blow up, and here we are. That's Fiona Hill, a British-born American foreign affairs specialist. She worked at the National Security Council specializing in Russian and European affairs. She's a patriot, and she testified before Congress this week. And she's right to be angry, because she was paying attention when she worked in the White House. And she's right to be angry, because she's a patriot. And this holiday season, knowing that patriots like her are on the front lines of our foreign policy, that's good reason for us all to be thankful. And attention must be paid. Right now, Russia's security services and their proxies have geared up to repeat their interference in the 2020 election. We are running out of time to stop them. In the course of this investigation, I would ask that you please not promote politically driven falsehoods that so clearly advance Russian interests. As Republicans and Democrats have agreed for decades, Ukraine is a valued partner of the United States, and it plays an important role in our national security. And as I told the committee last month, I refuse to be part of an effort to legitimize an alternate narrative that the Ukrainian government is a US adversary and that Ukraine, not Russia, attacked us in 2016. These fictions are harmful even if they're deployed for purely domestic political purposes. President Putin and the Russian security services operate like a super PAC. They deploy millions of dollars to weaponize our own political opposition research and false narratives. When we are consumed by partisan rancor, we cannot combat these external forces as they they seek to divide us against each other, degrade our institutions, and destroy the faith of the American people in our democracy. I respect the work that this Congress does in carrying out its constitutional responsibilities, including this requiry, and I'm here to help you to the best of my ability. If the president or anyone else impedes or subverts the national security of the United States in order to further domestic, political, or personal interests, that's more than worthy of your attention. But we must not let domestic politics stop us from defending ourselves against the foreign powers who truly wish us harm. I'm ready to answer your questions. Thank you. That's what a patriot sounds like. A patriot who is putting country ahead of party. Our people ahead of our politics. She's not trying to score points. She's doing her job. She's defending us. She's speaking out, and she's holding the line. And Fiona Hill is reason to be thankful. And so is the recently fired Secretary of the Navy, Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer was ousted yesterday after going against the president and the Secretary of Defense. In the case of Edward Gallagher, a Navy SEAL at the center of a war crimes case. This week... Trump did the unthinkable and the intolerable. He pardoned 
war criminals. Three service members who had been convicted or accused of betraying their oath to the Constitution. Three men who broke the rules. Three men who tarnished the good name of our troops and our country. And that included Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Trump pardoned him and two others. And Secretary of the Navy Richard Spencer pushed back. Bravely, clearly. He pushed back on behalf of the Navy SEALs. He pushed back on behalf of the Navy. He pushed back on behalf of America. And now he's leaving the Pentagon. But thankfully, he's not pulling a Jim Mattis. He's not going quietly. Spencer talked to CBS News correspondent David Martin just after leaving the Pentagon. What were the ramifications of intervening in that review process? What message does that send to the troops? Well, what message does it send? That you can get away with things. We have to have good order and discipline. It's the backbone of what we do. President Trump said he stopped the Navy from taking away the Trident pin, which identifies Gallagher as a Navy SEAL, in order to stand up for warriors and the decisions they make on the battlefield. Well, they wanted to take his pin away, and I said, no, you're not going to take it away. He was a great fighter. And uh, we're going to protect our warfighters. I don't think he really understands the full definition of a warfighter. A warfighter is a profession of arms, and a profession of arms has standards that they have to be held to, and they hold themselves to. Gallagher will retire as a SEAL despite being convicted of dishonoring the uniform by posing with the body of a dead ISIS fighter. But Spencer, the Navy's top civilian, is out of a job. So Spencer's out of a job, but he's preserved his honor. And unlike our president, he's standing up for our troops and for our future. Spencer said he was trying to head off an order from President Trump which, as he put it in his resignation letter, I cannot in good conscience obey. What did you mean? Well, what do I stand for as Secretary of the Navy? Go to order and discipline of the United States Navy. That's a prime tenet. This, in fact, erodes that. But what's wrong with uh, following a lawful order from the Commander-in-Chief? Nothing. Everyone should follow a lawful order. That's, that's good order and discipline. I could not in my conscience do this. He could not do it. What he means is, Trump was giving him an unlawful order, an order that he has not only in good conscience, but an obligation to reject. The president is the president, but our good order and discipline is paramount. It's even bigger than the president. Rules are rules. And Spencer, just like our troops, is not required to follow an unlawful order. They are not required to follow an unlawful order. They are required to stand up and say no. That is patriotism, and that is what Spencer did this week. And Donald Trump fired him. So President Mayhem is at it again. Hey, who are you? Oh, hey, Jeff, I'm a car thief. What? I'm here to steal your car because, well, that's my job. What? 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 <laughs> it happens. It's more mayhem and more confusion. It's bad for the chain of command. It's especially bad for troops, even at the lowest level. And this comes after a pattern of mayhem and confusion for the last few years. The trans ban, the 4th of July parade, scrambling troops to the Mexican border, Jim Mattis' resignation, abandoning the Kurds. Trump is disrupting and destroying everything around him, including now, quite clearly, our military and the Navy SEALs. The President of the United States is at war with the Navy SEALs. 
Think about that. And yet again, our enemies are celebrating. It's all plenty of reason to be angry. The way Spencer was treated is reason to be angry. The state of chaos at the Pentagon is reason to be angry. But the courage of Richard Spencer is reason to be thankful this holiday season. The courage of Fiona Hill is reason to be thankful this holiday season. The courage of Lieutenant Colonel Vinman is reason to be thankful this holiday season. They're patriots speaking out. They're patriots holding the line for all of us. They're just like the hundreds of thousands of U.S. troops, State Department personnel, and first responders who are holding the line for all of us this Thanksgiving all around the world. While many of us enjoy this time of year with our families, eating turkey, and watching football, they're out in the cold. They're away from their families. They're facing danger. They're holding the line. They're the best of what this country is all about. They're the helpers, and they are many. And don't feel bad for them. I've been there. Maybe you have too. I've been overseas on Thanksgiving. I've been shot at on Christmas. I've watched flares on New Year's instead of fireworks. And yeah, I missed having a drink. I missed being warm. I missed my family. But I was always thankful for the opportunity to serve and thankful now that I made it home. The tough times we face as a country, as a people, as a family, as a person, those tough times are what give us a greater appreciation for when times are good. The tough times make us stronger at the broken places. Marine Corps hero Aaron Mankin powerfully taught us all that in the last episode. The tough times make our air sweeter, the turkey tastier, the laughs of our kids warmer. They make even the annual shitty Detroit Lions football game better. And the tough times, whatever they may be, from wars overseas, to back at home cancer hurting someone close to us, to our financial struggles, to the breakup of a relationship, to a reckless president attacking the fabric and future of our country daily, we can get through it. We can push forward. We can find reason to be thankful on the other side. Even when things go down for a bit, we're a country, a people, and a community that in our toughest times can be at our best, especially around the holidays. When things get hard, we go all the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Yep, Thanksgiving and the entire month of December that follows is a chance for us to be more thankful, to pay closer attention, not just to what makes us angry, but to what impacts others. Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks, but also a time to make us smarter, stronger, kinder. You know that one? Come on and move your body and use your mind, cause you know you are growing you have little ones, you know that one. It's Sesame Street, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. 50 years of making kids and America smarter, stronger, kinder. And that's what I hope this show can do. As we explore the great state of our American experiment, as we seek to understand, unite, defend where needed, fight where necessary, we can keep our independence from the madness from the partisanship, from the negativity, and 
remain thankful. And I'm thankful this year, very thankful to all of you who've been a part of this show as listeners, as contributors, as supporters, as patriots. And I've been especially thankful to the amazing guests who've shared their stories on this show. Sharing is not always easy. Sharing means literally giving something away to someone else. And every guest we've had so far has shared their story, their power, their music, their pain, their heart, and they've kept it real. And real stories can be real magic. Real stories keep the magic alive. The incredible artist Halsey won an award this week at the American Music Awards for her hit song, Without Me. She's an incredible success story, and she broke it down. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't, okay, let me hold on. My brain. I am so thankful to the AMAs because they are the world's largest fan-voted award show. And I'm thankful to the fans because they're the people who really give a shit about music. And I'm thankful to the AMAs for giving those people a voice. You know, I'm going to keep making music for them and for us. Sometimes you grow up and the stuff that you believed in starts to lose its magic, but music never does because real fans, real artists, and real stories keep that magic alive. Thank you. Real fans, real artists, and real stories do keep that magic alive. We've had some magical stories so far on this show. In this episode, it's a Thanksgiving special. So I want to focus not just on the things that make us angry, but the things that make us thankful and the things that make us happy. So we've got a very special episode for you. It's the best of the what makes you happy question. Every single show, we're joined by important, iconic, and inspiring guests. And since we started this show, I've asked every single one of those guests three important questions. What makes you angry? What makes you happy? And what was your first car? For July 4th, as we hit the road, we did a best of the car question. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and check it out. It's episode 14, and it's a good one. One of our highest rated of all time. People love the car question. And I encourage you again, try the car question when you're in the car with your family or friends. Try it at your Thanksgiving table. Try it at your holiday table. Ask everybody around the table, what was your first car? See what grandma has to say. It'll enlighten everybody. But people love the car question. And people also love to hear what makes our guests happy. So in this episode, we went through every episode and pulled out some of the very best answers from some of our very best conversations. If you're new to the pod, this will be a fun first time. If you're a longtime fan, it'll take you back to some of the good ones you're going to love to revisit. Sarah Jessica Parker, the iconic actor who invited us into her home for episode six. Rachel Maddow, the media force who just hosted the last debate and visited us in episode seven. Mark Roberge, the inspiring lead singer of the band OAR in episode 28. I saw Mark and the guys in OAR play just last week at the Capitol Theater in Portchester. They're out on tour. Check them out. But they're always bringing inspiration and happiness. Scott Campbell, the legendary tattoo artist who took us on an amazing journey through his life in episode 25. Wes Moore, the best-selling author, activist, combat veteran, and man who many hope will run for president in episode 10. 
and Malcolm Nance, military and foreign affairs expert, Navy veteran, and international man of mystery from episode 13. Every one of them gives us good reason this holiday season to be happy, to be inspired, and to be thankful. There's no action segment in this episode. The only recommended action I've got is to be thankful and to check out these stories and share them. As we stop this season to give thanks, it's a great way to stop, reflect, and appreciate what we've got or hear about what others appreciate to help inspire us to start the holiday season off right. There's no shortage of madness in Washington and around our country. There's no shortage of reasons to be angry, but there's also no shortage of reasons to be thankful. So this episode, we'll stop and give thanks and get a warm and toasty heaping plate of the four eyes. It's a massive belly-warming serving of mom's best integrity. It's a heaping tasty bowl of information. It's a nice white and dark meat carving of impact. And it's two slices, maybe three, of your favorite sweet pie of inspiration. Despite the chaos all across America, there's still lots of goodness and lots of reason to be thankful. Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 35. It was so sweet and everything you did. Gobble gobble. And oh dog, it made me sing so big. Let's do have you right there. You have so much joy and so much happiness. I ask people, you know, what makes you an angry American? But I also want to know <laughs> from the great and wise Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> what's something that makes you happy? Oh, there's so much that makes me happy. Uh, I, um, my, okay, there's a, there's a bunch and some of them are, you know, I think families and parents will, um, will recognize my daughter, playing me a song on her recorder, you know, that she's worked really hard on. They do it all the time, but I really, I love it. Um, I don't, I can't explain why there's mm. something so completely seductive and charming and touching about somebody. Well, about my daughter's playing the recorder, which they yeah. take pretty seriously. It's, it's a required instrument at their uh -huh. school, which is not unusual. Uh -huh. Um, but it, it really touches me. And, um, so that makes me really happy. And she's playing for you. And she's playing for Your me because she's worked for you on is, it. Is and an she, incredible moment as a parent. Right? Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. It's an and accomplishment parent, right? that she feels yeah. really good about. Yeah. And she's proud of mm -hmm. how much she's learned or taught herself. So that's really very pleasant. Um, books, Mm. books make me very, very, very happy. And I think the thing that extends from my own personal enjoyment of reading is the way it connects me with other people, strangers across mm. the globe. Um, books have, I think the singular ability to, um, to cultivate empathy because mm. you can travel to places you don't know and will never visit and cultures that are, entirely different than our own that are radical literally mm. and are radically different. And, um, and then when you share it on social media, the reason I pointed out is something that makes me happy is because it's 
almost singularly the one thing that I can talk about on Instagram that is not controversial. Mm. People love to share titles and talk about books and how books have, you know, what the role they've played in their life. Mm -hmm. So books make me really, really happy. And I'll say the last thing that makes me really happy is when I swipe my Metro card and I run down the stairs and the train is like, I look down and I see lights coming and I'm like, oh my God, the timing is perfection. Malcolm Nance, you are a guy who loves life. You yeah. love, you, you know, you love your family. You love the outdoors. Um, you love your country. But what's something that makes you happy? You know, beyond all this, you're in politics. You're in the news. You also have a very rich life outside of your work. What's something that really makes you happy at your core? I'm going to tell you guys something funny, and this is very personal. Um, my my wife's French Canadian. Uh, and actually she's an American citizen. She was born in West Lafayette, Indiana, and then went home for 42 years, right? Wow. <laughs> so she has this huge French accent. Um, when I came back from Iraq, uh, unlike you, you were, you were active. I was an intelligence subcontractor. Hmm. And I actually went there to, to do private security at first, and then I got brought out to do other things with other people. And so while I was doing that, I was riding around Iraq, in a BMW 750i, hmm. right? That was my that was hmm. my that was my pers- armored personnel. That's not what I had. <laughs> unarmored personnel vehicle. Well, you know, if you. But then again, you didn't have to go out in the middle of the night to safe houses to check on the guards because they claimed they saw a genie. True. <laughs> so, True. You True. know, that was True. that was the most dangerous thing I did in Iraq was get in a BMW at 3 a.m. Mm. Right, and I was like, hellfires are coming. Okay. I'm going to have an AC-130. It's going to shred me any minute now. Okay. So when I got back from, my, my, from Iraq, and I worked in Iraq on and off over 10 years, by the way, um, the first time I was there for a year, and uh, I came home to Washington. I was getting married. Um, and the decompression process was so different than when I was in the military. When you're in the military, you come back to a base, you have all your debriefs, you, you, know, you turn in your equipment, then you go back to work on Monday in some slough job. This was civilian subcontractor life. Uh, I came back, did my debriefs and everything, and then it's like, oh, going home now, play with the Beagles. Um, my wife took me out to breakfast in, in Adams Morgan. You, you might know that in yep, D.C. In D.C., yep. You know Cafe Trist I don't. in D.C.? There's a cafe there called Cafe Trist. And next door is a diner called Diner. And I sat down there and I started having corned beef hash. Mm. And I realized, I, I just started, I didn't even know I was crying. I was crying in this place. And she's just like, what's the matter? I go, I'm in a safe place. Mm. I'm safe. I'm safe. I mean, that's what I kept saying. Mm. It's just like, there's no car bombs are going to go off here. I was constantly primed for car bombs. I've been in the blast radius of three suicide car bombs, including the famous Assassin's Gate. I was in line when the Assassin's Gate car bomb went down, and I was in an armored Jeep Cherokee, and I didn't know that the bomb had gone off till the two people in front of me literally tumbled away, right? And I thought we had been hit by a truck. So I just thought, holy cow, that night she took me to Cirque du Soleil. Wow. Right? And I the, thought the corned beef hash was going to be was going to no. be the surprise, but there's even more. In the middle okay. of Cirque du Soleil, I was so overwhelmed with happiness. 
Cirque du Soleil's Alegria, by the way, which is the best of all Cirque du Soleil's. And um, I just was, the word is ebullient, right? Where happiness ebulent. bubbles up in you. And I was like, <sighs> you know, I, I don't go it. back to the safe house tonight. I, love I don't it. have to strap nothing on me. There's no grenades on me. There's, you know, I don't have to do weapons checks in the morning. And I definitely don't have to wake up the goddamn guard. So, you know, so, the Iraqis, I, I only work with Iraqis. So that's, that was the happiest moment, you know, other than my wedding, but the happiest moment in the last 20 years. Thank you for sharing that. That's yes. really, I think it's inspiring and it's beautiful and I hope it gives people a lot of perspective. Mark Robert, what makes you happy? So... I mean, the same things have made me happy for a really long time. Like if my wife, who was my girlfriend, who was my best friend, like that's how we go back, uh, is happy about something, nothing makes me happier. So if I see her laughing, goofing off, whatever, with her friends, or that's one thing. Uh, same with my kids. So when you see your kids giggling and laughing and like uncontrollably, that makes me really happy. And then... I, I think I find real joy like sitting on the tour bus um, after a show watching like Popstar or a Tyson fight. Like we would put on Tyson, watch Tyson or we'll, we'll watch like Mike hockey, Tyson hockey, or Tyson Mike Fury. Tyson. Well, Tyson Fury we'll watch now. And Mike, we watch tape of Mike and then we'll watch like hockey fights with guys. With, like just moments with my, 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 my guys, like the band. Yeah. I, time stops, man. Rachel Maddow, what's something that makes you happy? And also keeping in mind, a lot of folks listening to the show maybe having a, a rough day, a rough week, a rough year, and they look to the show and my guests for inspiration, you know, life inspiration. Never you you come to a me long for way inspiration. in your life. And, and uh, you told me not to give you any pep talks <laughs> in this interview. And this is not a pep talk. This is just, uh, a, a, you know, an appeal. Like, what's what are some things that make you happy? I'm um, I'm blessed. I mean, I have a I have a great life. I'm super lucky in um, all the most important ways. Um, I mean, the the true answer is that compartmentalization makes me happy. <laughs> like I like that I can I have learned in my 40s to put my, you know, to to make my life a little bit of a bento box. Mm. Like oh look, it's not stew. Like yeah. there's a main course, there's side courses, and there's little compartments between them. It's a TV dinner. Yeah. Um, and life is a TV dinner. Figuring out that the brownie should be separate from the Salisbury steak, should be separate from the succotash, was a d an important development in terms mm. of my happiness. Like, I have mm. a great, great partner. We have a great family life. We have great extended family. I leave New York the second that I'm not working, mm. and I live in rural Western Massachusetts, and my life there has nothing to do with my media life here. And I'm, you know, uh, I'm blessed and happy for that. And figuring out that it was a good idea not to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, and to have things in my life that use my brain differently to, you know, be outside, to go fishing, to drive, to listen to music. Like that's, I'm, I'm happy for having figured that out. And that's the way the rest of my life goes. Mm. Fishing is very important to you. Fishing is very important to me. Fishing more than catching. Fishing more than catching. I am not a fishy person, it mm. turns out. Dogs are very important to you. Dogs are important. Dogs make you happy. Do you know what I mean when I say I'm not fishy? I, I do. 
No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You're like, I'm thinking about this, and no. <laughs> no, I can generally keep up with you a lot, but sometimes I can't. So, Do you ever go fishing? I, I No. You, as a kid, did I you? I did a lot with my dad, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I like fishing more now that I'm older. Yeah. I was definitely too impatient for fishing for many points in my life. But there was a time when I was like in my early teens where I would try to find a lake and, and fish. Uh, and now that I have, you know, kids, I've really, I think I have a new reflection on that process. Walking distance from your apartment yes. this week, people are catching 36 inch long striped bass. I believe the, 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 the bass are that The big. bass are, the spring run of bass oh, is right now. And the stripers and are it's running, right? It's right by your apartment. Wow. Okay. So that, that can be uh, exclusive footage for afterward is me. There you go terribly trying to catch fish get yourself a fishing rod go down there with a fresh bunker and a ziploc bag and meet a dude to tell you how to put the hook on and do the whole thing and you will you will meet dudes down there and yes. you will be surprised the fish that come out of there are the size of freaking fifth graders the 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 the, the return of the hudson river is pretty amazing mm -hmm. i grew up on the hudson river near the hudson river yeah. and you know, up at the business end of the hudson yeah, river yeah yeah but it's 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 been fun to see that come around Scott Campbell, what makes you happy? Oh, man. I mean, family is the most immediate answer. You know, like getting to, yeah. I mean, it's it's so many things. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like in the same way that, that seeing people, you know, seeing people take advantage of other people's kindness like is infuriating to me. Seeing kindness win is everything, you know what I mean? Like seeing that, you know, uh, that like karmic retribution when you do something good and it like, it all pays off and it all comes back around. Um, I love that, you know I mean? It, and then, you know, like kids, of course, I mean, these days, like I laugh harder than I've laughed in decades, just mm. like hanging out with my kids. Cause it's, you know, hanging out with a four-year-old gives you permission to be four years old again. And like, a lot of the anxiety of the shit you carry around and the shit you think matters just like falls off and you're like, oh yeah. Like sometimes just like a plate of chicken nuggets and the sunset is everything. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. And the world so, would be a lot better if we embraced our inner toddler. Yeah, right? for sure. What's something, Wes Moore, that makes you happy? The water. The water? The water. Um, I would say about four years ago, I got a boating license, which is kind of crazy because, and, my, and Dawn always laughs because she's like, <laughs> she's like, you're the most daggone outdoorsy, woodsy person I've ever seen ever raised in the city of Baltimore before. <laughs> she's like, where did that even come from? The fact that you like going out hiking and like, hunting and fishing and da, da 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 and i think part of it was the exposure i got to the military one of the things that you I were in the 82nd about. airborne exactly that's that's where you are woods. right yeah. i mean you're in you're in bragg you're in benning you're in whatever and and you're and you're around people who that's just how they grew up right. and i think i gained a real you know i gained a passion for it but when i when i think about what is a perfect day for me it's with my wife and my kids on a boat on calm water and just going and just seeing where the waves will take you. It's the perfect day for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing that.
I feel the same way about the water. There is a tremendous peace and tranquility and serenity about it. So here's great reason to be thankful. Oscar Mike. Oscar Mike exists. Oscar Mike is made in America. They're a great American success story. Founded by my friend Noah Courier, who found himself in a wheelchair and turned that tragedy into triumph and founded Oscar Mike, which is the most badass apparel company on the planet. Skip the stuff that's foreign made. Skip the stuff that you can get at Walmart and go to OscarMike.org and get some real gear by real people that makes a real impact. It's reason to be thankful, and I will be thankful if you go there. Oscar Mike is a veteran-owned and American-made lifestyle apparel brand that exists to support the Oscar Mike Foundation. The Oscar Mike goal is to keep injured veterans on the move, or Oscar Mike, in every aspect of life and to inspire everyone to do the same. Oscar Mike believes that by staying active and focusing on that next upcoming goal, anyone can realize their potential, and they want to keep you inspired to do just that. And the Angry Americans Oscar Mike Apparel and all the Oscar Mike Apparel does that. If you go to the webpage, you can see Ron Perlman, who everyone should be thankful for. Our friend from Sons of Anarchy is rocking the Angry Americans Vintage Tea, which is $27.99. You can also check out the Lightning Bolts Flag Tea, which are very popular and very cool. We've got them in a patriotic blue, a patriotic red, a patriotic black, a patriotic steel, lots of good stuff there. And we're going to have hats and other stuff coming soon. But go to OscarMike.org. You can check out the most comfortable t-shirts you've ever worn that are also made in America by veterans. Order them now and you will get them in time for the holidays. They make the best holiday gift, not just for veterans, but for anybody. They're comfortable. They're made in America and they look pretty damn cool. Santa's coming and Santa loves some Oscar Mike. So go check out Oscar Mike and get Santa or whoever in your life is coming up this holidays and in need of a boost. Get them some great Oscar Mike gear now. Shipping for orders over 60 bucks is free. And tell them Angry Americans sent you. Oscar Mike, OscarMike.org. All right, there is so much to be thankful for this season. So much. Grateful for each hand we hold. Gathered round this table. That's Mary Chapin Carpenter. And it's pretty nice. It's actually called the Thanksgiving song. And I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful to all of you and so many others who helped make this episode and all our episodes so far happen. Thanks to Sarah Jessica Parker, Rachel Maddow, Mark Roberge, Scott Campbell, Wes Moore, Malcolm Nance for sharing their stories. And to all our guests who've been on the pod so far. Now we got some big ones coming up, including a very big one in two weeks. Someone many of you have been asking for. Someone who's definitely influencing what America has been, what it is, and what it will be in the future. And we may have a small live studio audience in New York for it. So go to angryamericans.us right now and sign up for our newsletter to be among the first to find out and get a shot at some very limited tickets for a very special live event. In the gift of My deepest holiday thanks to Mighty Mercy Rich, creative Chris Rosenthal, Radical Roy Velchek, and our whole outstanding team at Righteous Media. No turkeys there, all rock stars. They power this show and all the platforms and content around it. 
Big thanks to our friends at Fort Hamilton Whiskey. They continue to represent the spirit of the revolution and the spirit of angry Americans. You can check them out at forthamiltonwhiskey.com. Bill Schultz for producing this episode and for all his audio magic. He's like the master of our Thanksgiving table of content. Somehow he takes all these good and sometimes wacky ingredients and he puts them on the table in a beautiful and amazing way. I am so thankful to my friend Bill Schultz. Also thankful to Oscar Mike, our awesome merch partners. Check out all the new designs at angryamericans.us. If you order now, you will get your stuff in time for Christmas and free shipping for anything over 60 bucks, which is more reason to be thankful. I want to thank Chris Hayes at MSNBC. Kate Baldwin at CNN and PRI's The World for having me on this past week to talk about the news and this pod. The earned media around this show has been strong and people want to hear what we have to say. So my thanks to Kate and Chris especially and to everyone else who's had me on recently. Also, shout out to Variety Magazine. Uh, They profiled me in this show recently as a part of uh, highlighting people who've been supporting veterans. want to thank Variety Magazine for the love. And also, shifting gears, huge congratulations and thanks to the guys at Maine Central Institute up in Pittsfield, Maine, on a great football season. Uh, I did a post-grad year at MCI and will forever be a Husky. They lost in the state championship, but they showed a lot of heart and did Pittsfield and Maine proud. They lost the, the Class C football championship title, but finished at 9-3 and three and showed a ton of heart. So big shout out to all the guys and gals at MCI. And now, without further ado, it's time to thank the most important folks of all, you, my listeners. Every week, I'll thank a few angry Americans for listening. I'll make you famous. And yes, I will make you famous. If you call 833-33-ANGRY, 833-33-ANGRY, call anytime, sound off, use your voice. That's 833-332-6479. Call, leave me a voicemail, tell me what's got you angry, or tell me what's got you happy, and maybe we'll use it in a future show. Seriously, do it. Do it. Do it. Call and get your chance to sound off. Also, a few listeners I definitely want to thank. Heather Wilson down in Silver Springs, Maryland. She tweets at at Wilshe95. She's an awesome human being. And she's actually been binging this entire show and tweeting about it. She's gone back and listened to every single episode from the beginning. Last time I checked on Twitter, she was at episode 21 with Chris Cuomo. That's a lot of podcasting. That's a lot of my voice. And she tweeted that she's still going, learning more than she expected, and said, Molto Italiano. Uh, she said, I despair at the idea of finishing all back episodes before Thanksgiving, as I'm fairly sure my adoring Trump folks will not want to listen along. Don't assume that one, Heather. Lots of folks from all backgrounds have been listening to this show, but we are rooting you on. Thank you for going all the way back. Happy Thanksgiving. Shoot me a DM and I'll send you a special thanks for powering through, but we appreciate you going all the way back. There's some good stuff there. And thanks for sharing. Big thanks to Justin Rockefeller, my old friend J-Rock. He lives in New York. He's an awesome impact investor and financial technology professional. He's also a lover of music, a great dad, awesome human. He's been a big supporter of this show. Big shout out to J-Rock and his entire family. Thanks for the support, man. And also thanks for going out to Leavenworth, Kansas, and my friend Tyler Tannehill. He's a dad, husband, Marine. He served in Afghanistan and in Iraq. He went to K-State. He ran for Congress as a Republican and has one of the cutest families in the whole world. Tyler won the Guess the Guest contest last week. Uh, He guessed that Aaron Mankin was our guest, so big shout-out to Tyler and his family. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. 
feedback from him and everyone on Aaron Mankin is off the charts. And so are our numbers recently. We've grown the audience for this pod by about 300% in the last few weeks. And we're now consistently hitting the charts for the top political podcasts in America. We hit number five in politics and number 16 in news. And as I've shared before, we also hit the charts in Finland. So big thanks again to Finland. And we're going worldwide. It's not just angry Americans. You've seen it in the protests from Chile to Hong Kong. And you're seeing it in the numbers for this podcast. We hit number 28 in Canada. So thanks to our friends up north. Number 50 in Argentina. Been to Argentina. Love Argentina. Number 177 in Thailand. Not great, but we're moving up the charts in Thailand, so thanks to all the nice people in Thailand. And number 76 in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, I'll take any love from you guys. You're holding the line. You've been inspiring in the protests. But Angry Americans is number 76 in Hong Kong. And I'm thankful to all of you across America and across the world. The pod is just getting started, and your support makes it fly. Special thanks to some of our longest and most dedicated listeners, like Mike Tipton, Eggbot, Sonoma Badger, Grace Luteric, Roger Stone, and Cabin Girl. I see you guys. I love you. Keep the feedback coming. Tweets, emails, carrier pigeon, whatever you got, keep them coming. Use the hashtag Angry Americans anytime and sound off. I am grateful to all of you. And most of all, of course, I'm thankful to my family my wife, and our two amazing boys. We are spending Thanksgiving at my brother's house. So big thanks to Mikey, Melissa, Sean, and Mika for hosting all of us, all of us wild and weird people in one house. Uh, but before and after Thanksgiving, me, Lori, and the boys are off the grid a bit again, up in the mountains. I'm actually recording this right now from my truck uh, on a dirt road. Dirt roads are amazing, totally underrated, and much appreciated. But if you're in the Catskill Mountains... Do not look for me. I definitely won't be the guy walking in the woods with two little wild blonde kids. I won't be the guy practicing my axe throws. I won't be the guy on the deck drinking American whiskey and singing Post Malone and Sturgill Simpson loudly at the moon. That's not me. That's a different big bald white guy. But I will be the guy playing this. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey. Of course, right? I gotta play that. And my wife adores it. And she adores Adam Sandler. So, my thanks to Adam Sandler for being Adam Sandler for staying away from my wife. And of course, an open invite to Adam Sandler to join us on this show anytime. That would be some very entertaining shit. And finally, as always, my thanks to you, dear listener, for tuning in. If you haven't told your friends about this podcast, please encourage them to check it out. If you're on an Apple device, leave the show a quick review. Lots of great reviews there. Uh, really appreciate all of them. And you can subscribe now. It's free and have it hot and fresh waiting for you on Thursday morning at Zero Dark 30. I try to get it up by Zero Dark 30 just in time for your Thursday commute to work or school or whatever. If it's late, my bad. Hang in there. But we'll try our best to get it up early, even on Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving. And we're on every single platform. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on YouTube. Go check out our YouTube page, and you can check out all the videos from almost every single episode. And especially check out some of the recent ones with David Bellavia and Aaron Mankin. Aaron Mankin is inspiring. And if you heard the voice and want to see the face, the face of a man of courage and what he's gone through, check out that on our Righteous Media and Angry Americans YouTube page. You can find it easily. Until then, stay tuned, subscribe for free, and share, and we'll keep this movement growing week by week by week. And of course, remember, it's okay to be angry. And no, you're not alone. We're all a little angry. That's because we're paying attention. And together, we can turn that vigilant anger into positive impact. And we are, now and always, thankful. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and a very happy holiday season. It's going to be a fun one. And until then, stay vigilant, America. Stay vigilant. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.